It feels weird that I'm introducing the episode that I didn't script. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the uh, another episode of Mindcastle. My friends, we are here with, um, my name is Austin Schrock. This is Regan Schrock, my brother, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about a uh, very interesting topic. Um, this came from the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss. Um, amazing book. You should definitely read it. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe don't blank check yeah. it quite that much there. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, so Reagan was going through uh, it again uh, for a second time and was finding some really, really interesting things that he wanted to talk about in this episode. And one of those things is um, something he named the maple syrup model um, of getting information. <clears throat> I just, and I made that up, so I should probably trademark that. Probably should. Put a patent the, on that. Yep, maple Start syrup some principle. merch. Mm. Yeah, okay. so, anywho, all, Reagan is adjusting things on the microphone, but um, do you want to explain a little bit of what you meant by that? Because I'm in the dark over here. <laughs> so, so, when it comes to getting information yes. in today's world, there's a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, go to Twitter <laughs> and your life, it's just, it's a mess. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you cut through the noise and get to what you want to actually get? And you delete Twitter. <laughs> yes. First step, delete Twitter. Well, okay. Delete Twitter and stop watching the news. No, I don't know what you do, but anyway. Um, so I made this thing, I made up this concept called the maple syrup principle, uh, which if you've ever made maple syrup, if you think of the process, I haven't. Well, you What's should, the process? you should, it, it is a lot of fun. So our brother-in-law, Kyle up in, uh, uh, Western Pennsylvania, they do syruping usually every year. They tap mm-hmm. a couple of maple trees cause they have some on their land. So you tap the tree, you literally bore a hole into it and put these little spouts in it. And as the sap is flowing in the spring, it's flowing into these buckets. And when the buckets get full, you know, you take them to this big, I guess you call it like a vat with a big fire and it like boils off mm-hmm. the water is, is the part that boils away. Right. And it takes forever. Like you, you just boil and boil and boil yeah. and boil this stuff. And you keep adding sap and you keep adding sap. And eventually I forget the ratio. What is it like 90%? It's, yeah. It was eh. like, I was thinking for 40 some reason, to one. hold on, we can find Somebody out. Google that. Yeah. Google that real quick. Cause I, I forget the ratio, but basically it takes a very long time and you boil away all the water and other things and whatever. And you're left 40 to one. Okay, cool. So you need 40 gallons of syrup to make one gallon of you need 40 gallons of sap sap from the trees to get one gallon of syrup. So you're hauling buckets, right. man. Like you, you 40 gallons is a lot of five gallon buckets, you know? Right. So I'm hauling buckets. We're dumping them in this thing. You're going all day. And at the end of the day, you're left with a couple of jars of sap. <sighs> and at the end of the day, you're left with a couple of jars of syrup. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting this. The point being, there was a lot of work involved. And when we're, dealing with our lives when it comes to information, learning new things. Let's say you want to learn a new skill. That's mm-hmm. so what it feels like because the internet is so big and this is not something the human brain has had historically had to deal with. You wanted to learn something new. You went and took a course at a vocational school or you had someone teach you or you went to the library and got one of like three books on the topic. Now there's literally limitless. You you Google it and there's a million YouTube videos on it. There's 10,000 books. Mm -hmm. There's 14 different courses or colleges you could go to for it. And it's just, where do you even start? Mm -hmm. So my principle, so to speak, is figuring out ways 
of getting information without having to wade through countless hours and endless pages of media, videos, whatever, and go directly to the sources that you trust and get their take on it, basically. So what Mm -hmm. do I mean by that? For example, I am hoping to go to Northern Italy sometime and visit a few places there, but I don't know anything about that. Well, we happened to meet someone when we were in Europe who Mm -hmm. knows some people. So instead of me spending literally countless hours on the internet trying to figure, well, where's the best place to go and what rental cars do we get? And like, how does all this... No, I sent a WhatsApp to that person. Hey, I heard you were in this place. What'd you think? And where would you recommend we go? Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, boom, I had my answer. That's the maple syrup principle. Instead of going through countless amounts of information, trying to sort it out, I went straight to a a valid source that I knew and they could get me the answer because Mm -hmm. they've already done the countless hours of research and boiled, so to speak, boiled all the sap down to the maple syrup. Mm. And whammy kablam, I had what I needed just like that. And I saved myself so much time. Mm-hmm. I do I do this all the time when I'm like researching something. Like when I was building this house, there were so many times I didn't know stuff, but I would like text my other brother, Zach, and he like builds houses and knows all kinds of things. He's like, oh yeah, it's really easy. You just go here and buy this and get that thing. And that's exactly what you need. Bam. I just saved however many hours right. of research and effort. So that's huh. what I mean. So basically you're going to the distilled, purified places of information instead of trying to build everything from scratch. Don't reinvent the wheel. It's just honestly about efficiency uh, a lot of ways. So, and like sometimes you need to go deep, but I mean, just kind of day-to-day stuff, you will be amazed how much time you can cut out Mm -hmm. if, if you learn how to research, I guess, more quickly, so to speak. I don't know. Am I making sense? What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to find something that I was reading in the art of impossible random fact um, about this whole premise, but I can't find it. So oops, um, that makes a lot of sense. And that's something that my thing is like, when or how do you always know where to go for that? (laughs) And like, okay, first of all, I understand why people, most people don't like, it's not always the easiest um, to, to dig and find that, but like, yeah, going to the core of it, boiling it all down. Like we were saying before we started this episode, like, Tim Ferriss is really good at going to the core like gem in the middle of the lump of coal while everybody else is like chipping on the outside. And like that is what sets people apart in in defining these things and getting ahead in life too and knowing where you're going. (laughs) Like the core principles, if you don't know how to boil stuff down, oh man, like, you know, back when I first started like daily vlogging, I was like core principle was like, I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all righty, great. Um, that's only going to last you about two months. <laughs> the motivation runs out yeah. and it's like, you're okay, left with nothing. <laughs> my, my, like my deep underlying uh, motivation and everything was so dramatically different than what I thought it was. It just did not work. And so mm-hmm. like, especially finding direction in your life. And I know we've talked about, um, you know, very, very successful people like Elon Musk and, you know, the space program and all that stuff. Like he and a lot of the people that you mentioned are incredibly good at filtering. Mm -hmm. Like that's one thing that is just blows me away. These people are so good. They have the filters in place. It's like all this knowledge comes at them and the rest of us just get like completely like smashed onto the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Then we stand up, dust ourselves off and like, all right, what do we try to use from this? Whereas they just like all this information comes at them and they're just like, okay, I need this, 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 and this. Everything else just goes right past. Yeah. And like those filters, if we can learn to build those, then it just like, it simplifies so much in life. And I think a part of simplifying that and building those filters is like what you were saying is build those pillars 
that are your core like goals in life and your core priorities um, of what you're trying to do and build. Mm. And that will define so much of what comes in, what you allow in, because it's like, oh, does this fit with my print, like my core principles here? No. All right. Not going to do it. Does this task take me further in the direction of where I'm trying to go? It does. Okay. I'm going to do it. And even though, you know, Hey, this might not be the most popular thing or what people want me to do. It's like, does this take me closer to where I want to go? It does. All right. I'm going to do that. Yeah. That was that part of it, especially what is what stands out to me about this because is it taking you in the right direction? Like I got in the habit. I don't do it quite as much more of a subconscious thing anymore, but I used to ask myself that like literally like 50 times a day about any decision I was doing. I was like, is this what I'm doing right now? Is this taking me in the right direction? And if it's like, no, it's not, then it's like, I'm not going to do it. And you can't ask that question unless you know what the right direction is. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I don't know, like my mind is thinking like, how do you going directly to the sources is critical. Um, and I run into this problem a little bit myself where I'm, I'm making a YouTube video and I'm like, okay, I come across this really cool idea in a book or whatever. <sighs> it's like, you know, I don't really have a, you know three or four days to just research this like crazy until I know everything about it. It's like, okay, I have to be really, really careful with what information I choose to re- to cite because there's a lot of, you can find anything on the internet out there and you have to make sure it aligns. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I've, I'm starting to wonder if maybe I shouldn't slow down a little bit and put more time into understanding, like thoroughly understanding something before I talk about it. Like you can't always understand everything like completely, but like, okay, the 80, 20 rule, you know, this is basically like, another yeah. word for the 80, 20 rule. Right. Oh, but not, not, it's a little different. Cause this is more about yeah. information. Could flow. you like explain that a little bit just in uh, case someone hasn't. So I that. actually, yeah. Give me a second. I'm actually going to read it. Sure. Um, there, there's a lot of definitions. Some dude invented it way so back in the day. One but. thing I was going to say, this is what I was trying to find um, in the in the Art of Impossible um, by um, Stephen uh, Cult, Coulter. I think I pronounce it Coulter. Coulter? I, I don't know. Anyway, one thing he talks about is how many um, bytes of information your brain can hold at a given time. And we can only take in, it's pretty common, commonly assumed fact in psychology that you can only take seven to nine or like up to seven or up to nine bytes of information at one time. So like you get hit with a, like, you know, a number would be like one byte, for example. Mm, okay. um, so usually people memorizing things, that's why phone numbers are usually like 10 digits, you know, it's like right on the edge. So one thing he was saying is like, okay, you can do like seven to nine bytes of information, usually like seven. You can do that like each, this is getting complicated. Every chunk of seven bytes, you can do one chunk of that in one sixteenth of a second, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that correctly. So then he like lays it all out of exactly how many bytes you can take in one second and what different things, like a, like one conversation is like getting fair amount. Two conversations is like barely, you can barely take it all in. Three conversations is just complete overload. Your brain cannot take that much at one time. Mm-hmm. And so he, he then goes and like breaks it down even farther of like what to focus on and like how, how to interpret knowledge and information as it comes at you and knowing where to give your, your brain's energy. Cause you have very limited, like our Ram in our brain is like terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> we can only take seven bytes of information. Like that's, that's not that great. Like our conscious mind isn't that great. Our subconscious can take pretty much unlimited, which is cool. But our conscious mind can't do that. So anyway, I was trying to find that and I, I can't find it. I'm going to keep looking. Maybe I'll, well, that, maybe that's kind of, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. Like, okay. 
So, so back to, uh, so 80, 20 rule, which this is, you know, not like the law of gravity here, but it's something to keep in mind basically says 80% of the outputs result from 20% of the inputs. And to clarify that 80% of the consequences flow from 20% of the causes. So you want to focus on the 20% of your activities that are producing 80% of your results. It's really an efficiency thing. And the, and the, and this is more to do with productivity and getting things done. But when it comes to information flow, it's the same principle. Most of the information that you need is in that 20% and you don't need the rest. Like most, there, there's a lot of noise in our lives and you can cut out a lot of it. If you can get to the core of what you need and it, man, it makes you way more focused and way more efficient. And that's what this maple syrup principle is all about. Yeah. Really getting to the hardest stuff. I don't, yeah. I, so, so yeah, it, back to the 80, 80, 80, 20 principle is, is more about getting things done in productivity. But what I'm saying is basically applying that to your information diet, mm-hmm. really screening out information that you don't need. Yeah. And the problem is uh, humans are sometimes really bad at discerning what information they need or don't need. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of training. And if you don't train it, you will get in rabbit holes and you want to avoid rabbit holes. If you want to do this principle, rabbit holes are not allowed. You, you can go spiraling out of control mm-hmm. deep in some some chat room somewhere or whatever forum or, you know, you can you can get yourself all all bent around all kinds of stuff. And you want to limit your information flows to the things that, that are that really distilled information. Um, instead of the noise. I'm going to use a little bit of an example here. So basically he was talking about when he was living overseas, he needed input on some things just about society and life in general. And he said, man, he could have spent countless hours on the internet researching this. Instead, he contacted respected people um, that had various opinions and said, okay, can you boil this down and get it to me in an email? And he said, the conclusion being, he let other dependable people synthesize hundreds of hours and thousands of pages of media for me. It was like having dozens of personal information assistants, and I didn't have to pay them a single cent, <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny. But, um, but it, no, he's, he's totally right. Like, okay, let's just pretend I wanted to learn a new language. I mm-hmm. could spend forever going around and around and around on YouTube, like, oh, what's the best way and how should I start? And yeah. no, my best option would be to message uh, you know, a number of people on our uh, nonprofit team that have learned other languages and say, Hey, I want to learn a language. What's the five best things that were the most helpful that you wish you would have known before you started? Yeah. Boom. Right <clears throat> there in a couple of minutes, I would have, I would have saved myself a lot of, <laughs> a lot of noise, a lot of information noise. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just bouncing off that a little bit. Like that's one thing that I noticed in myself when it comes to reading stuff like yeah like i get it i tend to get on these little like kicks where i dig into something like memorizing for example like i read unlimited memory and i was like well this is really cool and then i was like okay i want to know more stuff about this so i read you know moonwalking with einstein and then i read you know you can have an amazing memory and it's like <laughs> okay cool after about that last one i was like all right they're, they're literally just telling me the same thing yeah you see it from different angles maybe like it's cool to see how different people use these skills differently but it's like all right i spent like two or three hours reading that book. I learned some really good stuff, but now it's time for me to actually practice this. Exactly. I could find another book. I could like, I have another one on my shelf. (laughs) It's called the memory palace, which the, the print is like an eight. The font, it is tiny and it's a huge book. So I'm not about to read that. But anyway, whoa. Also, he's a very abrasive writer. So there's that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like, now it's time to actually do this stuff. Like I have the knowledge. I have the information. 
I'm I straight from the source, like from world memory champions. They know it's best. Like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Like that that's like that's all there is to it. And yeah. Yeah, and cutting out all the other noise. Cause you could have spent countless hours on YouTube yeah. watching videos about how to have a better memory. You know what? Instead, you went and got the three books from like the dudes that are world champions, read yeah. them. Okay, I'm good. Now now let's go. You right. know, you you could have spent forever researching that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and at some point it's just like, no, like you just, just get it over with already. Now, sometimes you do need to go a lot deeper and, and mm-hmm. be careful. But yeah, I want to be careful that we communicate that well, because depending on what it is, you know, don't rush it. But like, I'm, I'm thinking more like practical stuff here. So don't, yeah. don't read too much into it. But like, if, if I'm just trying to pick up a new skill or something like, man, let's be as efficient as possible. Like I got mm-hmm. a life to live. Let's, let's roll, you know, like right. give me, give me the three people that know how to do it good and get, get on the phone with me and like figure it out and away we go, you know? Um, but there are other times when, yeah, absolutely. You do need to go much deeper and analyze every angle and get a lot deeper. You know, I'm, I'm not referring to those kinds of things. Like yeah. there are some things in life that, that this probably won't work as well as other things, Mm -hmm. but there is still a lot of truth to, instead of chipping away on the outskirts of the mind, go straight to the heart of it and get the gems, you know, it's just, you don't put, um, you know, maple sap on your pancakes. Like you you boil (laughs) it down and get you some syrup and that's what you put on your pancakes. Right. And that's what I want people to have a a rich information diet, not a full and noisy information diet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Get yep. get the, the stuff you're ingesting in your brain needs to be well worth your brain's space to actually ingest it. Exactly. It, 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 just, it, it, that is why I the more time I live, the more time I don't want to be on social media. Like there are some serious upsides to social media, like mm-hmm. good things about it. But there's just so much noise, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, man, my brain. I I, I got more important information to mm-hmm. put in it. And I'm tired of the latest conspiracy theory. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, we have very limited real estate when it comes to our conscious comprehension. Mm -hmm. And it's very, it's very important to govern that. But also at the same time, we don't have a limited ability in our subconscious. Like our Mm -hmm. subconscious is picking up millions and millions of things throughout every day of our lives. So it's Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, you have to be careful what you just let in there. Um, <laughs> well, the very first episode we had when we started this season, back to that, you're building your worldview. You're building your knowledge base. Yeah. What are you building it out of? Right. First principles, core reality, you know, baseline information that is extremely helpful and will mm-hmm. go a long way. Or are you filling it full of Netflix? Yeah. Um, it's amazing how much that influences people and you have no idea. Yeah, delete Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like n- people have no idea. You do not know what that is actually doing to you. Oh, it's crazy. Like and, uh, but, until you okay. step away from it for a little bit and actually see it. Have you thought about this? Netflix is a huge... Okay, we're just using them as an example. But yeah. You could use about anybody. Tech companies in general. They are worth bazillions of dollars. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're worth. Don't you think that it has crossed their minds to hire, you know, brain research scientists to come in and tell them how to get you as addicted as possible to their product? Mm -hmm. Duh, that's their business model. They are, (laughs) their business model is not to make you have an awesome brain and fill you full of good information. No, they don't make, their goal is to make money. And so they're going to figure out a way to fill your brain with as much noise as possible that keeps you there as long as possible. Mm-hmm. That is the polar opposite of the maple syrup principle. And that's why I think so many people have like just lousy discernment. Sorry, but like yeah. I, I have people in my life that I've met 
or get to know. And I'm just like, wow, like they have no ability to discern <laughs> stuff because their brain is so full of noise. Like they have gone down the rabbit hole of YouTube conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and man, YouTube, YouTube's algorithm is freaky good. Yeah. You know, and, and it, oh man, it, they have plenty, I'm sure they have plenty of scientists on the other side. Oh yeah. That know all about human psychology and have figured out a way to make their service as addictive as possible. Mm-hmm. And that is totally opposite of what we're trying to, to do here. So that's the maple syrup principle in a nutshell is really cleaning out your information intake mm-hmm. and, and leaving only the most important stuff. The rest of it, you could, I'm going to guess most of it in cleaning myself could probably get rid of about 80% of this stuff. Going back to the 80-20 rule, we probably could. 80% of what? In, information inputs and inputs, still be okay. Like I, books I and think, stuff? Well, maybe not books. Okay. I'm thinking more media. Okay. But like even just the random scrolling through Facebook's kind of yeah. stuff. That, yeah, I would that, agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure most of us could and we would be just fine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I would say so. so. That's that's uh, that's another really interesting thing that I want to touch on. Like information wise, there's not many readers out there. So like if you're <laughs> looking for distilled information, this is so interesting. And again, 15th time I've said this from The Art of Impossible book this is where it comes from <laughs> i'm telling you i gotta buy this book and read it it's good um or you need to buy it um but anyway he talks about how the roi on books and on and he compares them to blogs newsletters and books and he's like all right so for the okay the average adult spends about seven minutes reading per day and he says all right so if you spend that time reading a blog he's like all right most blogs are about 800 words so 250 words per minute, you're at about three minutes or somewhere around in there of reading. He's like, all right, so if you read one of my blogs, he's like, your return on investment on that is you're going to get about a day and a half of me researching about another day writing and t- like talking to, to experts and people that know things. Basically, you'll get about three days. So three minutes of your reading, you get about three days of his brain power and research. He's like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. All right. He's like, now what about like a, a news article that's, you know, published in like a, a magazine or something that's a lot longer, you know, more, more information. I forget what exactly he said, like how many words it was. It took about 20 minutes to read. So mm. it'd be like a thousand words or 1500. C- probably around. a couple thousand. Yeah. Words, probably yeah. a couple thousand. Anyway, he's like, all right. So for something like that, he's like for 20 minutes of your time, he's like, now you're getting about uh, four months of my brain power and research and talking to experts and reading. He usually reads a number of like five books. He calls them the five books of dumb <laughs> he's like before i write anything he's like i i read five books and he has very specific ones like you know the top like bestseller one the little deeper one one that's harder more terminology based like he has very specific guidelines huh. of how he reads them and which ones he reads anyways like so so he's like all right 20 minutes of your time four months of my investment in that he's like all right now let's talk about a book he's like first book he wrote was called um uh something uh un, un, unleashing superman or or something with superman anyway talking about <laughs> flow it's talking about flow and how like if we can learn you gotta get flow we can be like superman anyway whatever doesn't matter he's like basically that took me 15 years to write that he's like you're gonna spend about five hours reading that for 15 years of my investment he's like the return on investment is so much better with a book he's mm-hmm. like if you took that five hours and read my blog posts he's like you'd maybe get a couple weeks of my investment versus if you spent that reading a book, like just the, the whole, like that's that, wild. That yeah. information distillery is so crazy to me. Like you, you take that seven mm. minutes and put it into something like 
with distilled knowledge so much better. Just out of the out of this park, <laughs> so much better. So just to make this even really sadder, we could uh, Google how much time the average American spends on social media. Oh boy. A day. Okay. So roughly, and this is about what I expected it, around two hours a day. Yeah. A two, two hours. Is that including TV? Oh, I'm probably not. Because TV is another, you know, hour or two a day, which people don't do nearly as much TV as they as they used to do, but hours but the, per day on TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like this, this is insane. Okay. So if you start pulling numbers back to maple syrup, if you have two hours to spend on information intake mm-hmm. and you spend all of those two hours on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, whatever, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, Ugh, minus first YouTube. of all, that's really unfortunate. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> you should go out and ha- go for a walk or climb a tree or do something <laughs> interesting. If you did that with your two hours, the amount of value and good information you will have got, like information as when I say good, I mean information that will help you, will make your life better. And as things you can immediately apply and mm-hmm. use to fulfill your dreams and go further in life. Mm-hmm. The amount that those two hours actually did that for you is extremely small. I mean, we all know social media usually, you know, and it's a great way to keep up with family and friends. I get all that, but two hours is a long time. If instead you would have used those two hours to work on a course online or to read a book, the amount of good information back to maple syrup, amount of maple syrup you would have gotten in your life would have been like the, the c- comparison doesn't even really, yeah, it's, it's not, not even, even worth making because it, yeah, it's like one is out of the stratosphere and one is, is well, I'll make the comparison. So if you would have spent those two hours reading, oh, you my. would have gained 10 years yeah. of this guy's knowledge that wrote this book. 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's not even, honestly, it's not even close. Like you could use two hours to distill the core research principles from say the world's greatest businessman, Warren yeah. Buffett, read some hit. Well, has he written any books? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. find, find Bill Gates. You could find some of the, find a book that distills the best stuff from their entire life. And in two hours, you could get the high points, mm-hmm. the, the greatest, some of the most successful, financially speaking, most successful people ever and instead you spend it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the maple syrup principle but in a nutshell. you know the thing, you know why that is? There's this lovely chemical in your brain called dopamine <laughs> and we are addicted to it. Like humanity is addicted to dopamine and so social for those media. those who don't know, yeah, go yeah. ahead and explain it. So <laughs> dopamine is essentially the most powerful motivator in the world, uh, basically. Like it, it is the it is the epitome of like, every kind of feel good moment you have. There are other ones, endorphins and all this other stuff, serotonin and all that fun stuff. There's lots of other chemicals, but dopamine is at the top of the list of what your brain craves the most. Like it uses dopamine to cement your memories, use dopamine to motivate you. Like whenever you you do something that you enjoy, you know, crossword puzzle, that feeling of, oh, that felt good of doing it, like finishing it, that is a dopamine hit. It uses, it mm-hmm. uses dopamine to motivate you, as I said, to like push you into high performance mode, very, 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 very powerful drug in your brain. In fact, cocaine, which is the most, the widely accepted, most addictive drug in the world, literally all it does, if I understand correctly, is release dopamine inside of your brain. Mm-hmm. It triggers your brain to just poof, huge hit of dopamine. So we as a culture are addicted to that dopamine hit of like Instagram, quick, boom, little quick little hit, dopamine hit. You get a like on your photo, you get you get texts, you get all this stuff, all of these, all of this noise 
provides a little bit of enjoyment to you. And like your brain is literally addicted to that. A lot of people call it digital cocaine. In fact, there's a book written by that title. Yeah, there's a documentary about that too. It, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> well, but that, it, that's and, why it, people do that. And, and that's so and, sad. And people can't figure out why Facebook and Instagram and YouTube are some of the biggest companies in the world, financially speaking. Yeah. That, that's why. They have brain scientists on the other side that are engineering. I mean, and, and not to be all doom and gloom, like they're just their business. I mean, they're trying to make money. And and I will say we, we both put out stuff on YouTube. <laughs> so, you know, like there are value there. Man, you can get a college education on YouTube. There's yeah. amazing stuff to be learned there. But they also have engineered it in ways that are very much keep you on the platform. Yeah. It's not the maple syrup principle. <laughs> it's just you're, you're, you're looking sap out of the tree instead of instead of putting the, getting the syrup in, you know, yeah. like, like uh, that's basically what's happening. Should probably walk on that analogy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, have, it actually, comes, have you ever drank uh, <clears throat> sap out of a tree, by the way? No. It's actually really good. Really? Yeah. It tastes like water with a little bit of sugar in it. I didn't know that. Not nearly as good as maple syrup though. Huh. Interesting. Hey, you should try it sometime. It's kind of weird. I should. That'd be yeah. that'd be good. Anyway, I should work on my analogy a little more. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, people. But right? like, when it comes to social media, it's like, are you controlling it or is it controlling you? That's a that's a really good question. Is it compulsive? Yeah. Is it what you turn to? You know, people are probably like unsubscribing from us now. That we're talking about. This. Yeah, we're talking about all the get rid of social media. Okay, <laughs> unfollowing this podcast. <laughs> Actually, I would say though, if it's the if it's the choice between listening to our podcast and going for a walk in the woods. Uh, definitely go for a walk in the woods and like, listen to our podcast at the same time. Hey, how about that? Multitasking. Yeah. Oh wait, but no. So there's, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a literal, it's so cool how this actually works in your brain. Like your brain, when you take a walk in the woods, your brain releases a chemical in your brain that literally helps you concentrate better. Like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And it's not this some voodoo-ish mumbo jumbo thingy. It's like this is like they can measure this. Yeah, it's biochemical. Like yeah. so much of our, it's a so, lot of our brain it's is so just cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so back to uh, information diet. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully, we've made our case. You want to learn stuff? Go, go efficient, man. Like, don't, don't, don't. Your time is, man. Life is short. Mm-hmm. It's also long, but it is short too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you want to spend it well and. And use it to learn stuff and to develop yourself and be efficient with those things that you learn mm-hmm. and the information that you allow into your brain. Make sure it's actually worth it, yeah. you know, and d- just d- don't, don't go for the garbage. Like really. Cause like your life is made up of what you do every day. Like yeah. that is what it is. Yeah. Also fun little fact. One of my friends calls digital stuff like this, like all the, the fluff that you take from, you know, social media, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Calls it digital diarrhea. <laughs> it's like uh, cotton candy, you know. Yeah, tastes great. No, no health benefits though. <laughs> anyway, anyway, not to not to be too hard on the internet and social media. It all has its place. I think I think you all you all of you probably know that because we are all on social media because um, you know the internet is a great way of connecting and networking things and sharing positive information, which is what we're trying yeah. to do with this podcast, which, yeah, is, exactly. which is why you can find us on the interwebs <laughs> at austintrock.com and reagantrock.com and on all the social medias and on YouTube and so forth. Because mm-hmm. there is a point to be made if we are trying to push against this trend mm-hmm. by providing, hopefully, maple syrup on these platforms that tend to push us diluted information, we can push against that trend, which is what we're trying to do. 
Yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it. Like that's, so. we're taking in information just in our day to day lives. We try to distill it and give it back to you guys. Pretty much, yeah. So if at any point it's not maple syrup and you're like, that was not worth my time, please let me know. We'll just unsubscribe at that point. Or unsubscribe. Yep. That'd be sad. We would miss you. <laughs> yep. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Okay, well, that was a fun one. All right, hey, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. And uh, anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. Bye. Peace out.